Hello and welcome to the third episode of Baseball Mainly. We are on third base, Jess. I'm here with my uh, co-hosts, Corey, Patrick Stewart. Make it so. Make it so, number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to be back. Happy to have you back. I'm cold. Well, it's winter in Michigan. Is it winter? Because, man. We don't expect it, do we? No, it we don't. It just keeps coming. It does, yeah. But baseball never ends That's right. Yeah, they had the caravan last week. I'm sure that those guys were thrilled to be here. Oh, I bet. Uh, being as most of them live someplace warm. Yeah. <laughs> With us today also is Ethan... The Statman Perlman. Uh, it's great to be here. It's nice and warm inside. So rather be indoors than outdoors right now. Good to be inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in studio today, we have a very special guest. Very special. The president of the Men's Senior Baseball League in Detroit, Mike Giuliano. Thank you. Very well, excited to be here. Welcome, Mike. Pass the word about amateur baseball. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little about amateur baseball uh, in just a minute. Yeah. But uh, we ended up last week uh, talking about the Hall of Fame. And I'm going to say, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. You were. I was wrong. Yeah. Ethan and I both believe that Mariano was going to get 100%. And personally, I just thought Mariano, uh, he's a good closer. I'm not going to, he's the best closer. He is. But I honestly believed that Derek Jeter next year was going to be the first ever player to get 100% out of the votes. You know, just that I thought he was going to be. But, you know, because he's a relief pitcher. Well, so the first two 100% will both be Yankees. Oh, you know? yeah. That, uh, that goes along perfectly with the state of baseball. That's true. Well, if you're a Yankee, you have a pretty good shot at getting into the Hall of Fame if you have decent numbers. Right. And, but Mariano had great numbers, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. know he had, uh, what, uh, 13 All-Star game appearances. And that's a big thing for a closer to have that many All-Star appearances, have the numbers that he had, and only have two pitches in his back pocket. Yeah, what did he throw, fastball Fastball on a curve, that was it. Cutter. And, yeah. Oh, cutter, yeah, he had a cutter on him. And and you knew it was coming, and, and they didn't hit it. That was it. He had it control. Well, yeah. well, unless you're Miguel Cabrera, you know. Oh, yeah, taking him yard. I mean, mm. Damn, I'll bring footage up for, of that next <laughs> yeah, next episode. I'd say in one of those, I think he had uh, previously uh, hit two foul balls off his toe, off his yeah, foot and he or was, something. Yeah, that was yeah, when he still he had was, bone spurs in his heel yeah. too. And uh, eh, whatever. Okay, congratulations, Mario. Well deserved. And uh, Edgar Martinez is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy, a specialist. Yeah. Mariano Rivera was a closer. Yes. Edgar Martinez predominantly. DH. Yeah. So it's a whole new world in baseball. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, honestly, somebody who say, stays on the DH for as long as Edgar did, I mean, you you should be looked at, too. Every baseball player should be looked at, you know, whatever role that they play. I mean, 85, 85% of the votes were for Edgar Martinez. So obviously he did something, right? This, well, this was also, I think, his ninth or tenth year on the ballot. So yeah. Yeah, even, that's right. Even though he didn't get in early um, in his 10 years on the ballot, you had to, I mean, he really needed the, there not to be a top-heavy candidate list. Yeah. And this year there really wasn't. The only newcomers that really were going to, you know, get in automatically that you could think of, Roy Halladay, mm-hmm. didn't get in as well. Right. And Mariano Rivera. The rest of the class, you know, 
coming into this uh, vote was not as strong as in the last few years. Right. So that also really helped him get in, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. If there's more top-heavy names on the ballot like there will be next year, I don't think he would have gotten in. No, no, I don't think so either. Well, I liked Martinez, uh, you know, 312, a lifetime batting average, on base 418. What would we give for a 418 on base in Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> A, a lot. $100 million yeah. contract. Bonus. No, <laughs> yeah. just a signing bonus. Oh, yeah. You know. 309 home runs, eight-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger Award. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty good numbers. Oh, yeah. Pretty good uh, Pretty good um, whole time uh, in, in baseball. Uh, career is the word I was looking for. Uh, Roy Halladay, who died tragically in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there's a guy that did something that was uh, – pretty special yeah he took yeah. the phillies to the world series and won it <laughs> well besides that pitching a perfect, perfect game, game in the yeah and the perfect season. Game. Oh, that's right holiday and, was a perfect game and thrower in, in that season perfect yeah. game and a no hitter and in the a no no yeah one in the yeah. regular one in the postseason yeah won 20 games three times mm-hmm. you know the, the thing i find interesting though is that his family's already announced he'll go into the hall with no team indicated on the cap yep um and I really, I thought he, his family would put the Blue Jay logo on the cap. He was, a, was yeah. almost a lifetime Blue Jay. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he was really the Blue Jays, you know, the face of the franchise mm-hmm. for got to be close to 10-plus years. I would say 10. Yeah, yeah, 10 or 11, I think. I you wonder which. if there might, have be, might be some bad blood there between the teams and the family. There could have been. Um, you know, obviously baseball's a business more so than any other sport. I think there's a lot of, you know, well, you, you have no caps out. You, you know, you're you're not sitting there and being like, okay, yeah, I, this is, I can only make that much. And Roy made quite a bit from both teams, but, uh, you know, well, there's always bad blood in some when you some, When you look at his numbers, 203 wins, that's not, that doesn't really stand out, nope. right? I mean, it's great. It's mm-hmm. good. 338 ERA. He won a Cy Young in both leagues, first guy ever to do that, uh, and had over 2,000 strikeouts. Not nearly as many as Mickey Lolich. Just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> and uh, and then the, uh, the fourth guy to get in uh, this year was Mike Mussina. Mm-hmm. And he won 20 games once. Yep. 368 ERA. Mm-hmm. It's good. You think it helped that he played for the Yankees? Yeah, that's my point. I think there's a... (laughs) That's the only reason why he's in. Yeah, right. I think there's a strong uh, dedication to the pinstripes when it comes to going But I also believe he was also an AL East lifer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was with the Yankees and the Orioles, and actually I think some of his better years were with the Orioles Mm -hmm. rather than the Yankees. Yep. So, I mean... He was a durable pitcher. He pitched 200 innings a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't surprise me he's also going into the Hall of Fame without representing a team on his cap. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So, yeah. Um, I wonder what that's about. Uh, there might have been bad blood with the Yankees. I mean, you hear a lot of stories about like how Yankees players are mis- either not appreciated or mistreated or whatever. But uh, maybe I mean, maybe he's also doing it because you know he got in, but he doesn't want to be you know remind- remembered as a Yankee that got in. He wants to be remembered right. as a player who played for the Yankees that got in. Yeah. Well, I'm I I, I, I don't know that much about Musina, so when I looked at his stats, mm-hmm. the one thing that really st- Duck out to me. He, he was a good pitcher, right? But mm-hmm. he won the Gold Glove six times. 
Yeah. How many pitchers can't catch the ball? Don't, can't field their position. Fall off the mound. It's a bunt. They're in the way of the catcher. Well, isn't this, they look like MSBL players? Is, isn't the saying though that uh, pitcher pitchers aren't athletes? Isn't that the saying? Yeah, but I unless you're Bartolo Colon and you can just make do any, everything, any play. Yeah, you know, run the bases and not look like you're in shape at all. Well, Bartolo Colon, if you put him up against Victor Martinez in a foot race, I'm gonna say that he's gonna get down the line faster, and that's only because of momentum and and well, weight. Yeah, I think there's something to having a pitcher who can field their position. Yeah, yeah. It takes something away from the other team. Well, 270 wins, career, um, 153 losses career era of 368 that's what i'm looking at right now and i mean those are those are hall of fame numbers to me honestly they are and that's why i believe yeah i believe that like you know pitchers like verlander and and david price they're they have the numbers and you know max scherzer and everything they're having the numbers because yeah a lot of people say oh pitchers aren't really athletes because they have every other five days off or whatever but realistically, you have to think about the mental game when it comes to a pitcher. And for batters, you know, obviously you, you take batting practice at it, but you go out there for six plus innings if you're having a good day, <laughs> and uh, and you're you have to be in this zone. You have, I think, more so than like basketball players, like the, getting oh, into the zone. Yeah, definitely. you know, it's something that I don't think unless you've actually pitched in a game. You can really understand well, I, I what that, that feeling is. I had that is. debate with a friend of mine a few years ago. We were talking about uh, what athletes are in, you know, probably the best shape. Mm-hmm. I said it's got to be baseball. Yeah. I mean, I watch, you know, basketball practices, and, you know, you see them in the game. It's sure. constant back and forth, yes. Yeah. But also, you know, it's not as brutal as I think people. No. I, I think people think, you know, contact sports is just you have to be in such great shape. You do, yeah. But I mean, for games like a baseball game, you have to have everything in shape. You mm-hmm. can't just be, you know, really well, strong. No, 162 you games. You, you can't just have, yeah. You have to be, you know, you have to have the strength. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to run. You have to, yeah. you know, you got to be able to keep up all these aspects of your health and of your yeah. body. Where in other sports, really, if you you know really pump up that one or two. You could still play professionally, but you're not still you're really not in that great of shape no. compared to other athletes. Baseball combines uh, a number of abilities, where uh, you know football I think is is a little more one dimensional depending on your position. Mm-hmm. Baseball, you're playing offense and defense. You have to hit the, that that little ball with that little bat, mm-hmm. and you have to hit it squarely mm-hmm. in such a way that you hit a line drive. I don't know too much about that. Uh, uh, don't hit too many of those. Uh, but uh, on top of that, on defense, you have stopping, starting, twisting, turning. Mm-hmm. The swing. How many baseball players pull a muscle in their abdomen yeah. swinging a bat? Mm-hmm. They're swinging so hard. Yeah. They hit the ball so far. Or they swing so hard and miss they hurt themselves. It's, uh, it's a different type of in shape, and it's grueling. Mm-hmm. It, these guys play over 200, in, 200 games a year, mm-hmm. counting, counting uh, preseason and postseason. They, uh, and the number one part of your body you have to have in shape as a baseball player 
is is your legs. You do. Yeah. You know how no, many those, times, yeah. Mike? How many times do we see a guy running down to first base, and it's, it turns into a hobble? Yeah. <laughs> he hobbles. Looks, looks like there's a and sniper then he, out then he there. He stops, and then he's done for three weeks. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. 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 Happens a lot. Well, in that men's senior baseball league, uh, Mike has uh, done a great job putting this league together here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I think we have one of the better affiliates of the of the national in the country. I think so too. Yeah, we have uh, we have uh, age groups from 18 and over to 65 and over. Wow! And I'm ashamed to tell you, not ashamed, concerned to tell you that I play in that 65 and over and the 55 and over, and if my wife will let me, the 45 and over. <laughs> That's seven days a week right there. Right? Right? It, and, and you know what? It's it's more than baseball, right, Mike? It, it, it is more. It's become it's, a brotherhood. It, it is a brotherhood. It's the MSBL creates memories and friendships for a lifetime. Right. You know, it's just amazing. All of the, again, going back to the friendships or the memories, that all these guys that are thrown together, they don't know each other. Sure. Five years later, yeah. they're best friends. Sure. And, and all my whole group of friends right now are guys that I met through the league, not only locally, but nationwide. Yeah. And that's a good thing about it. And it isn't just the players. It's the umpires. Yeah. You know, Scotty, Rico, uh, these these guys are, you know, Aaron. They've been around they, for a long time. Yeah, they've yeah. been around a long time. Bill. Part of us. We get to know them. Uh, you get mad at them because mm-hmm. it's part of the game. Sure. But uh, – you become friends too. Right. Well, I think that's the great thing about baseball is it's not just you're not just doing an activity. You're not just going out because you love the game. There's something more to baseball than, you know, winning a game or throwing a nice game or something like that. There's a camaraderie there, and you see that in in every facet from AAA because a lot of the AAA guys stay down there for a long time, AA guys, and they create these relationships. And then even in Major League Baseball, it's like you know. A lot of players get choked up when they have to either get traded from the team because then they are with these guys for 162 games. Well, we don't trade guys in MSB. Well, <laughs> I think you should. So, sometimes, sometimes guys move around to another team sure. because maybe another team needs their ability, right? And try to try to make the teams yeah. uh, fill out a bit, mm-hmm. or maybe they just feel like they need a change. Sure. And there's. Usually no hard feelings. No, right. Sometimes there's a ball up and in at first at bat, but you know. <laughs> well, you got to teach it. it. it you got to show it. Like, okay. Well, having said that, Mike's brought along some video for us to take a look at today, okay. and it comes from the National uh, MSBL, and uh, let's take a look at that. Everybody wants to play baseball. The reason they get into senior baseball is because they're playing a game that they probably left for 10, 12, 15 years, and all of a sudden the guy hits the ball and he runs like hell to first base, and the guy picks up the ball and throws the first, and bang, bang, it's baseball. Just the way I remembered it when I was a young, young boy. listen to baseball on the radio, you read about baseball in the newspaper. Just because you're 30, 40, or even 50 doesn't mean you can't continue to play. Don't think your career is necessarily over because you're at a certain age. Don't just watch play. The Men's Senior Baseball League was founded in 1986 with 40 players who thought softball was too soft. 
Last year, 45,000 men in age brackets from ages 18 to over 75 took the field in hopes of being chosen to play in the MSBL's annual World Series. There's even a division for teams made up entirely of fathers and sons. Team Victory is a colorful collection of 50-somethings. What do you call me? What do you call me? <laughs> they don't care if you drive a truck or design microchips. All they want to know is, can you hit the curve? Bobby Pone is Team Victory's irreplaceable third baseman, nicknamed Mayhem. He's always been like a really dirty player, like not dirty as in bad, but like he's always filthy. Every time I would see him, I was like, oh my gosh, that guy is like dirty all the time, like a pig pen. We got married in Hart Park. It's Chapman University's field. I walked from second base to over the mound and we got married on home plate. A lot of these guys have played together for years and years. Bobby's played with these guys for 12 years. And we will have a play at the plate in time. They got it. A pass that thousands are finding a way to relive. There's no thrill in like catching a line drive, hitting a fastball, or uh, just putting on a uniform and now uh, pretending once again. That's really what it's all about, taking a second swing at childhood. No matter who you are or what you do, you can play in the Men's Senior Baseball League. I think most of us here have, uh, have really um, uh, found uh, Shangri-La. You meet a policeman, you meet a lawyer, you meet a dentist, you meet all kinds of people, insurance people. That's what's fun about it is you don't have to be the elitist, you just go play baseball. My goal? is to play until I'm 78 years old, that's only 13 more years, and play in the father and son division in Arizona with my grandson. That would be the crowning, crowning victory, and then I would hang it up, okay? I'd, I'd take my last at-bat, I'd tip of the cap, and that would be it, that would be cool. It's a beautiful Uh, that was much better than I play. <laughs> and most of that was uh, Arizona, uh, yes. the World Series that's uh, every October out there. From uh, uh, Guys come from all over the place sure. to play out there. Mike, if, if somebody wants to play in the Detroit MSBL, uh, how do they get involved? Well, they could go to our website, which is DetroitMSBL.com, and they can sign up for our upcoming workout, which is going to be held in April. Or on the website, they can find a number and call me. Okay, and nice. You can get them on a team. When, when, are, when are the tryouts? The tryout this year is going to be April 14th. Uh, we have two different times for the 18 and the 35 and over division. That is going to be at 11 a.m., which is at Capitol Park in Redford. And then for the 45, 55, and 65, that'll be at about 1230. Okay. Same place. Nice. Rain or shine. Rain, Rain or, or shine. shine. <laughs> We're only going to have that workout on one day, and it usually turns out pretty good. You never mm. know about the weather. Right, right. But 
that's the way it is. It's Michigan. Most teams are looking for players. Most teams are looking for players. And the other good thing about it is that we take all talent levels. Nice. That's the great thing. You know, you're not really trying out. That's why I call it a workout. Mm -hmm. And it's just guys that want to play baseball. Yeah. If you like the game of baseball, you played it as a kid, and you want to get back into it, our league is for you. Very nice. Every year, okay. we'll get, I'll get a guy call me up. He's Let's say he's in his 50s, 60 years old. Hasn't played baseball in 35, 40 years. Mm -hmm. He doesn't think he can do it. Hmm. I said, just come on out and try, try it. it. If you like baseball as a kid, you're going to love our league. And so many guys have called back halfway through the season. So this is the best thing that's happened to me. I wish I would have found bet. out about you guys yeah. 15 years ago. That's fantastic. That's, I guess that's what's fulfilling to me. It's, it's just, it just gets in your blood. Mm -hmm. You just get a passion, and you want to have the best league around. Yeah. But I'm surrounded by good people also mm -hmm. to make that happen. Yeah. It's not all just me. I have good helpers, and then the managers. Managers are great. Without the managers, we have no league. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And it's uh, – I know the managers that I've uh, uh, played under, uh, they, they're passionate. They take it – you know, they, they – there's Some a matter too of, serious. Yeah, there's a matter of <laughs> – it's a matter of collecting the money and getting everybody together and finding out who's pitching and make, being, being diplomatic enough to remove a pitcher during a game when he knows he's not really done yet, because none of us are ever done, uh, and uh, you know may maybe making a change in the middle of the game, and, uh, and 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 it takes a certain kind of guy to manage a team. Yeah, we have great managers in MSBL mm -hmm. uh, for the most part. <laughs> you know, for the most part, we do. You know, they're and it's hard. Trust me, it sure. must be hard to manage. Yeah. I mean, collecting the money is probably always the hardest part. Always, always. You wouldn't think that it would be, but it is. Mm -hmm. But it all works out in the end, and for the most part, ninety-nine point nine percent of everybody always has fun, and they will come back. That's awesome. You know, usually, how much does it cost to become a part of? Well, I would say anywhere. I usually tell new players they can plan on spending about three hundred and fifty dollars to three sure. to four hundred for mm -hmm. the first year okay. because yeah. it obviously have to have a a, a uniform and yep. that would include your player fees and mm -hmm. basically everything. You just got to show up and play play baseball. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay, yeah. covers you know? the cost of the umpires, the fields. And we play in some very nice fields. Yeah. Yes. The and very, we play very we expensive have, fields. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Most, See, I would a lot be, of people don't yeah. know that. <laughs> I would be spending thousands of dollars because as soon as I'd get in or said, yeah, you made the team, I'd be buying gold cleats and I'd be buying, <laughs> you know, like the straight, you know, perfectly oiled gloves and then getting every bat known to me. <laughs> well, it does get in your April blood. 14th. Okay. Come on out. Yeah. There's a team for you, Corey. Is there? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> I like the gold spikes. I'm not my gold, gold bat. <laughs> well, one of the ways uh, I, I got into playing in MSPL mm -hmm. was going to fantasy camp. Sure. I went to fantasy camp with the Tigers. Mm -hmm. uh, Jerry Lewis, who uh, I think it will, will be on the show here in the next few weeks. Sure. When he gets back from camp, they're in camp right now. Yep. And uh, uh, I met some guys that love baseball. It's baseball, yeah. And some of those guys said, we want to keep playing. Yeah. They found MSBL. Mm-hmm. And away we went. We, we became the MSBL Tigers. Sure. At the time, we were 35 and over. And, uh, at the time. <laughs> and now, and now, now we're... Now we're in other divisions. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and there are guys, uh, I think Joe Pistono, on, uh, that plays with you. Joe, yes. Plays 18 and over with his son, doesn't he? Does. He does. Yes, he does. Yeah, and, and I'm sure his son, if his son is as good a player 
for his age as Joe is for his age, I'm sure his son is a very good player. Yeah, he is. He's a pretty good player. Well, I liked that from the video that we just saw. Like the whole fa- there's even like father son leagues. Father and son, yeah, that's a great experience. That's amazing. I've uh, been down there five years now mm-hmm. um, with my son, and it is a great experience. Oh, I bet. I it's, mean, it's a, it's great. A nice Especially camaraderie in, and... in Arizona. Yeah, playing on those fields and you know stuff like that. Nice so dry heat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it's very good. Uh, Corey asked a question in uh, in my rundown here. It says, uh, "Do you think this keeps the relevancy of the game?" It sure does for me. Sure, I think it does. Yeah, very much so. I, I have keeps it alive. I think I've gained the in dream. A, yeah, the dream. The, the dream. Dream alive. alive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When the ball comes off your bat mm-hmm. and you've hit it well, mm-hmm. there's nothing like that feeling. No. Or the sound. I mean, yes. Come on. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if, if you're a baseball geek and love the sure. MSBL, and now since we do play with wood bats, mm-hmm. when you connect right, you know it. Sure. And you can't, there's the sound is, you know, the crack of the bat, mm-hmm. that says it all. It does. That your hands don't sting. It totally does. And it's like, what? what? <laughs> it's like I got a double? What's happening it's like here? A puff. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, you think about, I guess, you know, I'm 32, so it's not like I know. But, Maybe. you know, but <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will come out and try. Yeah, it spikes up. But, uh, <laughs> um, um, you know, golf, you, you go to play golf when you're ready to retire. You've done it. Tennis, you know, whatever and other sports. But think of another sport. Not a lot of people who love football can go out and say, yeah, there's a, you know, no, full contact, not, no. you know, real actually yeah. playing the game. So something to have have this for for everybody, actually, for you know, even if you're coming out of high school and you didn't really get into anything else, and you need to still have that feeling if you played on the high school team, to just you know having dreams of playing baseball, and like you said, hitting the crack of the bat. Crack I mean, it's bat. it's something that I think a lot of baseball fans will will understand is that there's no other feeling, and when you're watching a game or if you're hearing about baseball, there's you want to be a part of it as much as you possibly can. Well, one of the one of the things that uh, that really gets to me is Mike has our stats on his website. Oh boy! And sometimes I don't even want to look at them. No, I am. I'm, I'm. I'm very Let's excited about, about this. Let's talk about Jess here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, speaking of stats, I did pull up your stats before I left today, and they're actually quite impressive. Which, by the way, Jess is a member of the Detroit MSB Hall of Fame, so he is a Hall of Famer sitting mm. right here to my left. Um, the stats, starting on Jess, compiled in 2003, but he's actually been in the league probably since 98, 99 wow. okay. when they came in. But the website came to be in the early 2000s, early 2000s. way back when. Okay? okay. But I was noticing this morning that um, you know he has over 1,000 at-bats, through various uh, uh, various age groups. Wow. A 396 lifetime average. Okay? Wow. 396 lifetime average. And in 2017, he actually hit a home run. <gasps> now. Crusher to left, center, or right? It was inside the park. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It was it was a home run. He has, you know, he has one home run. Um you know, I think I, I I lost the fact, but I think he's got like about uh, close to 30, 40 doubles, you know, something like that. Wow. You know, and then he's also a pitcher, so he has some pitching stats. Oh, boy. I don't want to talk about that. No, this I want to hear him. This is fantastic. The, those aren't as good, but again, it's he's 
the prototypical MSBL player. Mm-hmm. His lifetime record is uh, two wins, seven losses, and one save, according to according to the website. He's pitched 62 innings. Um, he struck out 28 and walked 62. So he's oh, going to have to work on can that. Bring out those. Well, bring I, down those. Yeah. But, but, believe it or not, I am learning to pitch. At this age, I'm learning to pitch. Mm-hmm. And I, I can see improvement. But I am far from being a pitcher. Yeah, well, get yourself back You'll in that bullpen. But the one last thing that I, I will say that Jess is the only person in Detroit MSBL history that if you noticed on that video, they were showing the couple that got married on the field. Yeah. We had a wedding in our league. Wow. And Jess, being legally able to marry people, performed the ceremony about two or three years ago right on the field in Fraser High School right after the first game was over we had the ceremony right there at home plate and Jess officiated the ceremony so he's the only one Detroit MSPL history that has one wedding under his belt look at, at home that. Plate. those are amazing stats <laughs> and and as soon as the wedding was done we got him off the field so we could play ball, play ball. Yeah, right. of course. They, yeah, that's, yeah, that's how yeah, they yeah, wanted yeah, right. as soon as it was done the umpire said play ball. play ball and then and then on they went so well uh, one of the uh, one of the things about uh, about baseball even though the infield is the same everywhere, uh-huh. the dimensions of the fields are all different. Sure. Right? Yeah. Now, if that w- fence had been shorter in, <laughs> in uh, I think that was at Frazier High School, uh-huh. if the fence had been shorter, my home run would have been a triple. Okay. And I would have two home runs if I hadn't stopped at third last year on one of them. Mm. I just we were leading and it was you didn't want to show but yeah I got such a nice guy such a nice guy baseball's a lot like fishing right you know the ball uh, that ball went 320 Mm -hmm. right probably the longest ball I've ever hit hit the fence at Capitol with a metal bat by accident and I tripped over first base watching it because I thought it was going to go out and I got up and kind of hung my head and walked into second base. I hit a ball off the fence. That's the longest ball I've ever mm-hmm. hit. Did it by accident. I'm just, you know, I'm a spray hitter, singles guy. Sure. Uh, well. Yeah, with that average, wow. Let, let's talk about. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, Mike, wait. thank you for bringing those in. That is fantastic. Hey, not, not a problem. You can look those up yourself if you go to the website. <laughs> okay. They're all, yeah. It's all yeah. there. See, it's folks, there. there's actual proof that we know what we're talking about. Well, at least just knows what he's talking about. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm I'm a baseball junkie. I am not. Yeah. Mike knows. I'm not a great player. Sure. I like I love the game. You respect and the I, game. I th- and I think you see that in most of the guys that we play with. Yeah. And and even uh, at our level, you play against the guy, these same guys so much, you know their tendencies, mm-hmm. you know what they're going to do. You know who's you know if you know if you walk this guy, he's on second base, right? Mm-hmm. There's a guy who plays for one of the teams named Mike Carter. Mm-hmm. If you walk Mike Carter, he's on second base. He's fast. We don't throw the ball as well as we used to. There aren't that many catchers that are going to gun him out. When I try to steal second base, I make sure that it looks like it's going to be a bad pitch, it's going to bounce, whatever, mm-hmm. because I don't run that well. Having said that, playing in the older leagues now, I used to be very slow. But these guys have all come back to me now, mm. right? 
I'm average. I'm average. That's what I aspire to Maybe be we average. should see what average. the stolen bases were no, last night. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we, can look, we can look that uh, up. Yeah. You know, I, you know, we might actually Detroit, have to. DetroitMSBL.com. Right hey, I saw uh, at, a, at a workout on Saturday, I saw a kid that I, I know I'm going to love the way he plays baseball because he's left-handed first baseman that bats right-handed. How messed up can that be? That's me. There's one guy in the Hall of Fame bats right-handed and throws left-handed. That's a position player. Mm-hmm. You know who that is? Who? Speaking of stolen bases, it's Ricky Henderson. Hmm. And uh, uh, so if, you know, if you're out there listening and you've got little kids, don't let them be like me. <laughs> uh, well, we were going to talk about uh, baseball stadiums, and we've talked about fields. We've, we play on – in MSBL, we play on some nice fields. Sure. I love uh, I love some of the high school fields we play on. Uh, we play over there in Madison Heights at uh, Bishop Foley. Bishop Foley. It's mm-hmm. a very nice field. Uh, nor, uh, is it Novi High School? Novi High School. Is a, a turf field. We play at Brother Rice occasionally. That's a turf field. Uh, and we get to play at PAL. And I think that's one of the stadiums we might uh, look at here. But uh, what, what's your favorite stadium, uh, Corey? You know, to be biased, obviously, Comerica, but, you know, I grew up in the time where Dad would take me over because I'm from the other side of the state, Kalamazoo, so coming over to Detroit was always go to Tiger Stadium. That's the only reason why you would come to Detroit during, you know, early, late, mid to early, late 90s into the early, well, 2001? 2000 is when Comerica opened. When Comerica opened. So, yeah, I was right there. But uh, actually, funny story, my dad actually got arrested at, the opening day for Comerica Park because nice. he was scalping tickets. You're welcome, Dad. But no, it was, uh, Tiger Stadium was always a big um, was a was a pretty colossal um, park for me. It was nice. I mean, it it was a little rundown. Obviously, we did at one point sit behind. A beam, and I said, "Dad, do you mind if we switch spots?" He goes, "No, no, I'm watching the game." <laughs> but uh, I was always big in. Uh, I recently, a few years ago, went to Fenway Park, Ugh. and I did not like. I didn't like Boston. I mean, but you can't yeah. like Boston until you go to Fenway Park. But, and but the where history. were you sitting in Fenway? I was sitting all the way out in the. Um, Right out into center field, like so, like right up in the bleachers, and I mean it's quiet, it is, but it's the history it of was. the place. See, I, yeah, I went to Fenway, and I sat in about the same exact spot, sure. and I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I thought I had a better view there than I did at other ballparks sure. where I was behind home plate. Mm-hmm. I was at Fenway this summer. There was not a game going on, but we took the tour. Mm-hmm. All right, so being a lifelong Tiger fan, I don't really care for the Red Sox, yep, but right? yep. the stadium does have a lot of history. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say if anybody's going out there, take the tour. It was only like yeah. $25, and they took us everywhere. You know, on top of the Green Monster, we got to sit in those seats out there. They mm-hmm. take you to the pesky pole. Yep. They take you into the locker room. Yeah. You know, and the thing that like a lot of people don't know, the, the visiting locker room at Fenway is like so close to the field. And then right outside the visiting locker room, there's like a concession stand. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the tour guide told us that even to this day, players will come out while there's fans walking before a game and like visit this, you know, concession stand. stand yep. But the locker room is about the size of this, you know, building right here. But the tour was worth it. But a Red Sox fan, no, I am not. No, I am know, not a Red the, Sox fan. The, 
The nice. stadium has history. It does. You know, they show you the red seat that Ted Williams supposedly hit the longest home run. So yep. they, they take you out there and they show you that. They take you into the press box. And so it's a big, it, well it, worth the yeah, tour. It is. I mean, in being one of the last oldest stadiums in, in America last right time now. I'm going to plug the Red Sox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's about <laughs> so, it. That's all we get to have. Yeah, that's all you get to have, Red Sox. I think we have a shot uh, of the corridor. Don't we? We the, do have a couple of shots of the corridor. Yeah, they, I'd like uh, to take of a the look tun- at of the tunnels and everything. And it'll tell you uh, something about what happened to uh, Comerica uh, to Tiger Stadium. Having a little bit of issue with bringing up the picture. That's okay though. That's all right. Um, all right. Well, if you've been to Fenway, you know it's that tunnel esque. Yes. Um, Confined, sort of like Tiger Stadium. Confined, confined spaces. Yeah, and you can hear echoes and just the and the feeling of and the, the smells. game. And smells. The smells. The smells. That's oh my the gosh! Thing, that Hot was the thing that was everything. great about Tiger Stadium when you walked in there. Yep. The smells mm-hmm. and the sounds. As a kid going there, I remember uh, going to football games with my dad. Speaking of sitting behind posts, mm-hmm. and uh, the smell of hot dogs, peanuts, and cigars. Because in those days, the men were smoking cigars at football games for whatever reason. And the blend of that, to me, is the smell of, of baseball yeah. and football. Mm-hmm. That's the way those places smell. Yep. And it's, it's from years and years and years of that odor being there. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what about Wrigley? Any, have, you, have you been to Wrigley? Uh, I have, honestly, I have not. I know it's I've so close, but... Yeah. Did I have not been there? to Wrigley. I, have, I, I did I see a game at Wrigley. Either. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good place to see a game. Yeah. It's it's a again it's a lot of history. It's one of the classic ballparks, and it was I enjoyed my time there. Mm-hmm. It looks well. like there's a nice uh, neighborhood around to kind of hang out before or after the game. North End. Yeah. They usually I've been around Wrigley when they've had games going on, and you know Wrigleyville. I mean they shut down everything. You can't park on the streets. You can't. You know, games going on, you either at Wrigley Field or you're just wandering through. But uh, it's definitely a lot nicer than uh, south side of Chicago, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> which I, is where I, the White Sox play. Where the White Sox play, I yeah. I definitely think we need to take a road trip down there. Okay. And, oh, we should, uh, do, and, we should and, do a show from there. And, yeah, I'm good with and that. Do either a show or get some uh, outtakes to do down there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should probably uh, take some videos, some MSBL games. That yeah. Way. Sure. Call it our comedy hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think they'd be surprised. You'd see some good players. I'll tell you, um, you know, I mentioned the, the one player that steals bases. Uh, the team that guy plays on is always perennial best team in the league. Team Mike plays on is is always a good team. And, uh, uh, you know, we uh, hate to mention this, but we've become such a family. And we lost some friends this year. Sure. We uh, – a couple unexpectedly, I think, uh, Corey, you uh, you know uh, Joel. Uh, yeah, Joel Porter. Porter. Yeah, you know he was Joel. A, yeah, he was yeah. A, he was an that instructor was... at MPI. Okay. And uh, yeah, he, we tragically lost him in a car accident uh, yeah, last year. And hard. he he was a hell of a guy. And he was the same way. And he was a baseball enthusiast too. He just he every time I'd see him at school, we'd never get anything done when it comes to sound or anything because it was just always, Joel "Hey, did you see the Tigers person. today?" So, um, and he, uh, yeah, we'd always talk baseball, and uh, he was a big advocate of Tiger baseball, and and he would tell you the truth too because I remember you know when Miggy went down uh, when I was graduating the sixteen seventeen year, he um, 
he, he came up to me and just started ranting and raving. Just, you know, oh, Mickey's hurt again. You know, he's a bum. Get rid of him. We got to get rid of him. And I'd be like, Joel, he's, the, he's our best player right now. And Joel, would, he would tell it like it was. So I think Mickey's yeah. going to be going to be okay this year i'm, hope, I'm hopeful well, he's, he's yeah, he said he said a month later but yeah he wants to he wants to uh be dangerous i think that's what he said at tiger fest well, he's he wants a dangerous, to be dangerous hitter he's got, still so. still pure hitter now i think i might have found those stats though real quick on uh on jess you got them yeah okay. so uh stolen bags in 2018. In 2018. Okay, none. Oh, okay. no. Yeah, oh, that's no, not true. No. <laughs> Talk to your manager. You're looking at the yeah. wrong. Uh, the wrong. I, is that what I'm? Let's see. Start. I can see strikeouts, RBIs, base on balls. Jess Monticello. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's his picture. One. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah okay. there is only one Jess. <laughs> well, uh, we were talking about stadiums. Yep. It has to be my favorite stadium was Tiger Stadium. Yeah. Agreed. Walking in there with my dad when I was probably six years old, mm-hmm. seven years old, we sat in the upper deck, probably halfway back, uh, but uh, looking out kind of at first base. Yep. And I remember how green the grass was. It's like you, a shade of green you never expect to see in your lifetime. You walked in from this concrete jungle where mm-hmm. there was nothing green. Yep to this incredibly green grass. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Paul Foytak pitch. I remember a home run that uh, our lefty Dick McAuliffe mm-hmm. hit into the upper deck that hit the back wall of the upper deck, uh, and it looked like it was still going up. Wow. Uh, just those memories yeah. are you, it's huge. I'll, I'll it's irreplaceable. Yeah. I mean, I was during the age of like Cecil Fielder and everything. So I remember. A little before that. Yeah. Yeah. A little I mean, before <laughs> that. No, I think he was, his memory no, was my, Cecil. Yeah. My Cecil. Yeah. My memories yeah. are always just Cecil because he was the only player in the 90s that I could really remember. And I remember seeing him crush one. And there is. People debate this if Cecil actually hit a home run out of Tiger Stadium. Left yeah. Field. He, did. Field. He, he did. Told, he did. He crushed it. Do you know who else? Ever hit one out there? Gibby? Not, no, not, not left, left field. field. There's four, oh, wait. four that hit over left field. I can't think of any. Harmon Killebrew. Mm-hmm. Frank Howard? Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fourth is. I believe it's McGuire. Oh, of course. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but I thought we were talking about Tiger players. I actually won a contest once on the radio answering the, who, the four players that hit it over the left field roof. Oh. So. Yeah, McGuire had help, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He got his flu shots not, that day. Still went a long yeah. way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you know, long. think about how good those players had to be. Yeah. You know, we we play, and when we do something well, we're thrilled. Yeah. The guys on our team are impressed. Yeah. But those guys do it routinely. Yeah. If if you threw the kind of pitches we throw. Mm-hmm. That are kind of flat, maybe bend a little bit. Sure. Those guys consistently hit line drives. Consistently. Consistently, yeah. We, maybe four out of ten, if we're having a good day, we'll hit that really on the nose. Sure. We might hit it, bloop it into the outfield for a hit. We might, hit. we might get hit it hard on the ground through a hole. Mm-hmm. Those guys consistently hit line drives, and they're hitting not 60, 70 mile an hour pitches. Mm-mm. 
they're hitting 90 pit, 90 yeah. mile an hour pitches yeah. plus. Yeah. They're adjusting to a pitch coming in at 75 after looking at 90. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, you wanted to talk about the Coliseum. I did. That's your Another, favorite ballpark? Because I think that is now the third oldest park. The what? The Coliseum in Oakland. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oakland Alameda yeah. Coliseum. So, yes. Um, yes. I think that's the third one now because, well, let's think here. Okay, so Tiger Stadium and Yankee Stadium were one of the two of the oldest stadiums. Mm -hmm. Then we have... Fenway and Wrigley, which are still standing. Yeah, and I think the Coliseum is now one of the oldest. I would have uh, never guessed that. It's yeah, older I, than Dodger Stadium? It mm. might be, but I didn't want to talk about the Dodgers because okay. the Dodgers are just the Dodgers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's one stadium I want to go out to. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, we can, yeah we can find some tickets. But the Coliseum's always been interesting to me because it's a, it's circular. It's gi just ginormous. And you can also fit a football field on there. <laughs> uh, well, not anymore because the uh, Oakland Raiders are now going moving to be the to moving to Vegas. Vegas but um, no, it's been a very it's a it's such an interesting and it's it's a hard park for a lot of players to play in. I mean, except for when Brandon Inge took our t when he played for Oakland during that um, <laughs> that year and he took two home runs in that series against us, one against Verlander and I think one against. Scherzer, I think, maybe? No, he didn't take Scherzer. But anyways, Porcello? it's... Porcello? I think it might have been Porcello. Yeah. I think Inge was very upset that year. But well, I, can, I can see the biggest problem with that park is how much room there is in fall territory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you hit a pop-up that would normally be out of play. It would yeah. certainly be out of play, well, even yeah. if it was in play for yeah. us. Yeah. But uh, well, it's, it's one certainly of the old, out of yeah. play for them. One of the older parks where they still have the bullpens on, on, the, on the sides of uh, first base... Uh, line and third base line. So. That's definitely going to hit hurt your batting average. You oh, a totally. Pop up that would normally mm -hmm. be in the seats. Yeah, yeah. Now it's caught. It's a, the the vortex, the Coliseum. You're really fighting your way to win a game in that in that one. So, well, and I always love watching the Oakland A's games because mm -hmm. whenever a ball goes into the foul territory, I'm just waiting to see if a ball boy makes a great play. Oh yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. they're right in they're right in front of those bullpens. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you're the ball boy there, you can't let that ball bounce and hit a player. That's you're, right. you're probably fired. Yeah. You know? We should get so. uh, we should see if ESPN has uh, the greatest all time plays by ball boys. Well they do have they last year I believe they highlighted the same guy two weeks in a row because uh, he saved two players on I think it was Minnesota and Texas from getting nailed by a ball. Oh, okay. And then there was one time he dove for a ball and he was way off. Yeah. But he made two great plays. Mm -hmm. and it's always great to watch that. Oh, definitely. Well, of the modern ballparks, by far my favorite is PNC in Pittsburgh. My, it's right up there. You know, uh, PNC is just picturesque. I, I, the the walk across the bridge, I don't know if it's McCovey Bridge. I don't know, I don't know what it's called. No, McCovey's but Kobe's. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, Clemente. Oh, uh, Clemente. Clemente, thank yep. you. Mm -hmm. yep. I don't know if they've named, a, they've named the bridge after one of their all-time great players. My only uh, gripe with uh, Pittsburgh is that it's not in Detroit. 
Yeah, <laughs> that is that that is a nice view. It is. Yeah, it's Pittsburgh area. Oh yeah, Pittsburgh's a nice. It's city. gorgeous, and it butts up right against Heinz Field, uh, right mm-hmm. next door, and you know. And you've got the uh, the river right there. Who's... I think all river parks are just amazing, especially uh, the, uh, over at Giants. Um, oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, um, where it just butts up right up against the uh, you know up against a waterway. I guess that's McCovey Cove. Yeah, and yes. it's just gorgeous. I mean, and then just having that. I mean, man. You know what really impresses me is how they're able to get you know the Pittsburgh P yeah perfectly and, 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 and the and the other designs. I yeah. always you know I yeah. have great admiration for those uh, for the grounds for the grounds, the grounds crew. crew yeah, the grounds crew really like make that. the game. Try to do is. that in your uh, front yard with your lawnmower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we we can discuss this on another show. Okay, but they have a, a player had a player Bill Mazeroski, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Sure. For what? Well, for what? He hit a big home run. Kirk Gibson's hit two really big mm-hmm, home mm-hmm, runs. Mm-hmm. Mazeroski doesn't have. If you look at his stats and everything, we were talking about this anyway. Before, yeah, no, that's, I that's my that's my gripe against Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I, mean, I, I have a I'm lot sure, of gripe. I'm sure Mr. Mazeroski was a very nice guy and a decent baseball sure. player. I don't think he was Hall of Fame material. No, especially but, when we look at the players we've had here who've been. Passed over, well, like right. Lou Whitaker, sure. like uh, uh-huh. um, Mickey Lolich, yep, like yep. Bill Freehand, yep. Anyway, <laughs> moving well, on. Yeah, so um, uh, just uh, gets fired up when when we talk about uh, who the put this stadium stuff. down here, Texas A and M. Okay, yeah. so the, these last two are two that I really wanted to highlight because these are two ballparks that I have personally been to with traveling with uh base bowling green state university baseball that mm-hmm. looks a lot like michigan's baseball years. stadium so if we can actually pull up the inside view of the stadium the outside is gorgeous yep but the inside of the stadium. so this is taken from the second deck of mm-hmm. the stadium their second deck hangs right over the dugouts wow so if you're that visiting team you really don't like playing there because no. <laughs> they are right over the dugout. I remember it was uh, this 2017 season opener. We were playing there. We had a guy who had committed two errors in, like, the first game and a half of the second game. Mm-hmm. And what are their chan- or fans chanting after we, you know, sat him down? They like, bring him back in. They are all chanting as an entire section. How nice. Bring in number... I'm not going to say his number because I don't want to make him feel bad. But, you know, they're chanting that, and they're, you know, trust me, it gets that dugout all riled up. Um, Also, if you take the time, uh, somewhere on YouTube, there is a video of a tradition that they do at Texas A&M where if a pitcher throws four straight balls and walks a guy, they, they start chanting. Ball six. And there was a guy from Minnesota, I think it was. I think he's threw eight straight balls. It was, no, it was like 15. Oh, 15, like, yeah. So the crowd will. <laughs> he was completely rattled. I think as Bowling Green, I think we only got up to like nine. Yeah. But, I mean, it's deafening. It is, you know, it, it is not. College ball, yeah. I mean. It's you nice know, to be where the fans help you. That's right. I mean, co- college, at least Texas A&M, they, in my opinion, have one of the greatest mm-hmm. fan bases for all their sports. Yep. But for baseball, it is probably one of the top three i would but say don't, don't you think nice. baseball is is much more uh at the college level and even the high school level much more uh viewed or much more fanned no. mm-hmm. in in the south 
and in oh, the West, where because you can play it all year. Warm. Year I, I, will say, I will say in the West, in the South, I think it's still primarily heavily football, and it's becoming again, once again, basketball is being favored very heavily mm-hmm. when it comes to what the athletic department, I guess, would consider their top priorities. Uh, another annoying thing, though, with Texas A&M, they have a uh, railroad that runs right behind their outfield fence. Kind of like Capitol so in the, Park. In the, wow. In the middle of the game, you could just have, you know, the train true, true. going right back and forth, and you yeah. can't hear it. Thing. Right in the middle of your of your swing or your wind-up. And uh, so the last ballpark, um, if we get the photos up, is Florida, State. uh, Florida State's Mike Martin Field. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful stadium yet again. That's nice. Um, but you can't tell in this photo. But in the right field, there is a fence that goes pretty high. It's one of the highest I think I've ever seen at a college stadium. Mm -hmm. But it's weird. So the bottom is all um, heavy metal. Mm -hmm. And then it's like chain link fence the rest of the way up. So depending on where you hit that ball off that outfield fence, you have no idea how that's going to play. Oh, wow. Um, Home field advantage. Exactly. And the funny thing is... uh, we were playing down at Florida State end of the year 2016, uh, opening g- game of the series late at, late at night, and we bring in one of our players. He was originally from Canada. Mm-hmm. They started singing "O Canada," but they were purposefully messing up the words. I didn't know whether or not to consider that, you know, kind of you know, like their fan thing, or if that was kind of borderline, you know, disrespectful. Just rude. I mean, it it was kind of weird, I thought, you know. As a fan, I think we're allowed to get inside people's heads. To a certain point. Doing a certain point, yeah. Obviously, you know, don't be like, you know, that year in Atlanta when they got robbed in the... uh, in the playoffs, you know, and they just start throwing garbage out onto the field. Don't be that fan. But if a batter or a pitcher are coming up, get inside their head a little don't bit. Don't you think that's the difference between uh, sports? Like, baseball is a sport mm-hmm. because fans can yell. Yeah. Football is a sport. Fans can yell. Right. Golf, you have to be quiet. <laughs> you have to be completely quiet. But you can yell after the ball. After the ball, right. yeah. That was just so weird. And, and it and you're cheering for the ball to get into the hole. <laughs> from, four, anyway. from 400 yards away, you know. Yeah. Right off that tee shot. That's right. Start saying this. But any, any moves this week in baseball? Anybody get uh, traded? A few days ago, I just saw that A.J. Pollock is going from Arizona to the Dodgers, and that's about it. I couldn't really uh, – well, really that, couldn't make anything more of it. He's a He was a decent outfielder. He's 32, I think, right now. Uh, yeah. And uh, – you know, the Dodgers are going to need it because they moved Puig, so they're yeah, going to need help out there. Puig went to Cincinnati. Yes, Cincinnati signed anybody else that we should be concerned about, that they might actually they're, they're have a team this year? They are currently in the hunt to try and acquire uh, JT Real Muto from the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I heard well, about as that. As well yeah, as that multiple too. other teams, you know. Yeah. I get sick and tired of when we hear about a player who you know requested to be traded a year ago, mm-hmm. and you know the team says, okay, we're going to seriously consider moving this guy. Here's what we want in return. And yet teams, it sounds like, have offered, you know, versions of what these teams want in return. Sure. And they just sit on their hands and knees. If I'm that player, I'm saying, I'm going up to management. I'm saying, you know. It's a slow year. From reports, you know, it sounds like this team, A, you know, is offering you what you want in a package. 
and I want to get out. It's right. the best deal for both of us. It's a harder market, trigger. though, I think, this this go-around. A lot of people aren't really needing, yeah. As we said earlier, baseball at the professional level, it's a business. It and, is. It is. And that player's uh, agent is dealing with it for him. I don't mm-hmm. think the player can't, you know, it, it, as difficult as it is, the player just has to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best where I am until this happens. Well, yeah. well, who holds more control, you think, these days? The management or the player when it comes to, you know, when the, you know if they want to be traded? Depends on how many home runs where. you have. Depends well, no. on how big your, big your britches are, I guess. I mean, it's even funny. I was reading an article just this morning, and this is for the NBA, of course, but Anthony Davis is pretty much saying, you know, I'm not going to resign in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. I want, it's been to be a bad traded. Week for I want to be traded, and, you know, my preferred destination, although he hasn't verbally said this, but we all know it's the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, but, you know, I think baseball and, and basketball and other sports, I, 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 and I love baseball, basketball, but I think basketball players are babies. I think that now the sport has become more of a joke because you can go and make super teams. Uh, I think also football. Same way, you're not getting treated fairly and you're not getting a good contract, so I obviously am not going to play or I'm going to pretend that I'm injured. Baseball players, the people are getting traded all the time. They don't. I honestly don't think they have much of a say well, when it comes to it because they're become, agents. Once, if you're a star and you've got yeah. enough years in, right. you, can, you can have a no-trade clause. Or yeah, you can well, look at what much, Verlander yeah, exactly did. Exactly like yeah, Verlander. Verlander had a no-trade clause, and honestly, I think – I honestly think that Houston was one of those places that he didn't necessarily want to go. Quickly, but, we're running yeah, out of okay, time. We yeah. have to get to, to this the, week's ballpark food. Cuisine. Which is at Miller Park. Mm-hmm. It's the world famous, I'm sure soon to be, Bracho. Bracho on a stick. A fried wad of cheese, seasoned ground beef, crushed Doritos, and sour cream on a six-inch toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> That, uh, it's called the cardiologist special. If you've noticed more and more throughout these episodes, the food just gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> well, and you guys, that? you guys laughed at the veggie hot dog, but I'm the, 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 well, we started the talking hot dog. Yeah, was you know probably the worst of the three we've done so far. Yeah, yeah. You can't the, beat a hunk of cheese though. No, well, you it can't. Is, and it's Wisconsin. Of course. Sure, there you go. So it has to be uh, cheese oriented. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Okay. And uh, it was a pleasure having you here, Mike. Thanks for thanks coming. for having thanks, me. Mike. And yeah. thanks, thanks for embarrassing me with my statistics. It's embarrassing. Well, they're quite impressive. Yeah. And uh, uh, thank you, Corey and Ethan. No problem uh, for uh, picking me up. Thanks. No worries. We are we are going to talk more baseball next time. We're out of here.